It is actually Jummah, which is the uh, holy day of the week for Muslims where they do their Friday prayers and Fajr is the dawn prayer. So we've seen already a lot of worshippers going into the Toronto Mosque here and all of them are visibly shaken. Even though this attack happened halfway around the world, it, it is a community, it is a religion where everyone calls themselves brothers and sisters. And so it is absolutely a day where these worshippers are, feel like that they've lost family members uh, in New Zealand. That is global reporter Camille Karamali reporting at a Toronto mosque after the news that 49 people were killed in Christchurch, New Zealand yesterday. I believe there are uh, 48 patients currently being treated at hospital, including children and adults, some with critical injuries. After a white man, 28-year-old Brenton Tarrant, walked into not one but two mosques and open fired the most despicable i mean it's all despicable but one of the most mortifying parts of this massacre is that he facebook lived this for 17 minutes uh, witnesses report watching this man dressed all in black he had a bulletproof vest and a helmet on uh, go into the mosque he would leave go out to his car get another gun go back in well people were defenseless you know in prayer in their place of worship, with their community, on, you know, one of their most uh, holy of days, the Friday, the day of prayer, is just such a sad story. And it just, what do you do with that? In addition, he had a a 48-paged hate-filled manifesto that he also published online. David Perry joins us now. He's Global News Radio's crime and security analyst and CEO of Investigative Solutions Network, Inc., David, I mean, it's so hard to even talk about this crime because these are innocent people, you know, in their place of worship. And this is a guy who wasn't on any watch list. How challenging is it to keep track of these lone wolves? Well, it's very challenging. And in a lot of cases, obviously, including what happened in New Zealand, it's impossible to keep track of them all. And, uh, you know, everybody that I've spoken to so far today and everybody that I've heard in news reports is like you and, and they're like me. They're they're all grieving for this entire community. So this has had uh, an impact not just on that beautiful country, but it's had quite an impact on the entire world. He was, he said, inspired in part by Montreal mosque shooter Alexandra Bissonnette. How worried should we be about copycats in this situation? Well, it's one of those uh, catch-22 situations where, at least from a law enforcement perspective, you know, typically law enforcement, police officers, or intelligence services don't want to panic the public. But, uh, you know, we keep talking about it and talking about it here in Canada, and uh, we're like every other country around the world. We are a target. Uh, We have had attacks in our country, and we need to be vigilant, and especially at times like this, on extreme high alert, because... Here in Canada, who knows? I I highly doubt that there's any connection to what's going on in New Zealand, except for the fact that it could inspire those who are also lone wolves and sitting quietly and planning their day that it could accelerate that plan. And you never know, something could happen here or in any any other country as a result of what happened there. David, do you know if the risk of copycats increases directly, you know, after a terrorist attack like this one? It does. Yeah, there's, uh, there's statistics to show that copycat uh, behavior does increase, and it's not just in uh, terrorist-type attacks, but 
in other violent crimes as well. You know, we, we've seen it before in, in serial offender cases and arson cases and, uh, and all kinds of others where people have just thought, well, you know, this is my way to get my day of infamy, if you will, and, and people will start doing some of the same things. So let's just hope that nothing else comes out of this. And, and that's not minimizing what's already happened. It's one of the worst attacks we've ever seen. And, you know, I just hope that, uh, that they're far enough ahead, obviously coming in from behind, that they're far enough ha- ahead today that they're, they're potentially getting to anybody who may be complicit or involved with this individual in any way whatsoever. We're speaking with David Perry, Global News Radio's crime and security analyst. David, you mentioned extreme high alert. What exactly does that mean? Well, what we're seeing here already is reports of uh, an increased police presence at mosques and uh, and in communities, uh, you know, where there's a large population of, of Muslim people. I think that uh, the Muslim communities themselves are getting together and uh, and watching out for each other. And I'm hearing some very warm stories about other members of the community who, who aren't necessarily Muslim, but they're supporting the Muslim community and coming forward and and walking to stores and taking them shopping and taking them to places where they they need to go so that they don't feel alone. So I think it's wow, it's, escorting it's time, them, escorting them. Yes, so amazing I think it's a time of of high alert and support. And uh, you know, let's we all know this, and it sounds like rhetoric from time to time, but we all know this. We can never ever stop fighting against terrorist attacks. We can never give in to it. We can never completely change our lives. But it's certainly uh, from a security perspective is something that's ever-evolving, and it's something that we have to try and stay ahead of as best we can, and and we're seeing that here in Canada. I mean, just look at the changes we've seen in Canada, and it's only the last five to ten years we've seen significant security changes in our country, and I think we're going to continue to see those, and we're going to start looking like countries that were unfortunately impacted by terrorist activity long before we were. You mentioned police presence. Does that actually mean securing places of worship, mosques in uh, in Canada? And what would that look like? Well, that would be something that would be on a sort of case by case basis, especially if there was a threat, you know, and whether that threat was determined to be accurate or not, you know. So on a case by case basis, if monitoring threats and intelligence information, there there could be increased security at mosques. I actually see a time where um, private security is going to have to step in and assist the police with these kinds of endeavors because the police don't have the resources to have armed officers in front of every mosque in in Canada. So there may may be a a time where we're starting to address our security details and, and in fact, changing all of the training and having security up to a level where perhaps they're armed and they're they're, uh, protecting mosques for you know, for the community. So that, that could be happening sometime in the future. I hope it doesn't get to that point, but that's something that could happen in the future. And uh, just having officers far more vigilant and patrolling the mosques in their own patrol areas, their own uh, communities that they're policing. I heard something about the York Regional Helicopter flying over some uh, mosques today up in that community and so on. Mm. All of those kinds of things to, number one, be vigilant, and number two, to show the community that everybody supports them. It's a devastating story. It was a horrific massacre. One of the most appalling parts of this is the social media component. He um, filmed the whole event, Facebooked it live for 17 minutes. It was streamed live. 
did this shooter, you know, when people call him a terrorist, and I think rightfully so, has he just taken terrorism to the next level? Is that a worry to you? Well, I think he has. And, uh, you know, forget the video just for a moment. It's the, you know, it's just the brutality and the absolute innocence of his attack. I just can't imagine a bigger insult or an attack on a country, on a community, than to go into a, a place of worship where innocent people gather with their families in prayer, totally defenseless, unable to even escape. And, you know, the only term, and I, I apologize for the term, is that it was just a slaughter. These pe- poor people were trapped inside their mosque, and he could reload, he could go back out and get more weaponry and come back in and continue and continue his attack on these people. It's the absolute worst-case scenario. So who knows, someday in some mosque, and, and I don't, uh, I, I'm not trying to say that this is the way to go, right. but there could, there could become a time where in places that are high targets, like, like mosques, there could be an armed security force present to at least uh, thwart an attack like this or to, to minimize the, the impact. And it's sad that we have to think that way today. And I'm just going to be blunt. As, as a former police officer, at times like this, and there are many times when I find myself in this situation, I wish that I was able to carry uh, my service revolver because I'm trained and uh, I would react and every retired police officer that I know would do the same. But I don't think we're there. I don't know if this country is ready for something like that, but I couldn't imagine being in that position and not being able to act and defend that community. Well, New Zealand Christchurch was not ready for something like that. They couldn't they sure even uh, conceive of something so horrific going down in their um, home, let alone places of worship. Uh, Jacinda Ardern is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She said something really interesting. I want to play it for you. This is why she says they were targeted. We, New Zealand... We were not a target because we are a safe harbour for those who hate. We were not chosen for this act of violence because we condone racism, because we are an enclave for extremism. We were chosen for the very fact that we are none of these things, because we represent diversity, kindness, compassion, a home for those who share our values, refuge, for those who need it. And those values, I can assure you, will not and cannot be shaken by this attack. If she didn't have a New Zealand accent, you could think she'd be talking about Canada. Is that at all worrying? I mean, we're similar. That's very worrying. I've been in and out of New Zealand several times over the last uh, two years on business and that's my take on that beautiful country, and it, other than some geographic, geographical differences, I always felt that culturally it, it felt like Canada, and uh, I, I don't disagree with you. And in fact, we could take that and uh, repeat and play it through Canada. <clears throat> unfortunately, when we are the target of the next uh, or next terrorist attack, and it would it would fit very well here. David, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. Anytime. David Perry, Global News Radio's crime and security analyst, talking about the horrific uh, massacre is the only way you can describe it. 49 people wounded in the shootings or killed in the shootings in New Zealand at the mosques in Christchurch and uh, also 48 patients currently being treated for injuries, many of them critical.